0: Occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kate. I'm Abby. And this is episode 10, I think. (laughs) It is episode 10. This was uh, the one that was supposed to be released around the holidays, but again, mentioning how sick and horribly fatally wounded I was. Fatally wounded? It was awful. But yeah, so you're getting it now. Merry Christmas, but late.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Happy holidays, but late. Yeah. What are you going to be talking about today, Kate? I'm going to be talking about the Covina Massacre, aka the Santa Claus Killer. Festive. I'm going to be talking about Krampus. Fun. Everyone's favorite big devil man. Nothing screams happy holidays like Krampus. It's true. Did you watch the movie? I did not. I, I swear on this podcast, it sounds like I've never listened to, watched any movie ever in my entire life. I promise I have. I know, we're always like, we love horror films. And then we talk about how we've never seen any of the films. <laughs> on anything we've ever talked about. I love horror films. I've seen Scream. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have any announcements week, we get, not think. No, I don't think so. I think we can just jump right in. Well, I say this week. I mean, this day of the three-day bender of podcast. Yeah, hope you're having a good a good time. Hope you're enjoying the sound of our beautiful voices. Take it away, Abby. So today we're going to be talking about Santa's evil European twin. Me. <laughs> Did you say me? Yeah. What's it like being a European twin of Santa? Oh, uh, born. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Not a lot to do, is it? He doesn't really hang out with you. He's only awake one day of the year. Oh, fair. He's got that Miss Claus as well. Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. C-L-A-W-S. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so this is cl- still close enough to Christmas. So hopefully it'll it'll fit in right. All of the holidays which you may celebrate. Yes. Sources are Wikipedia, Nat Geo, Smithsonian Magazine, and History.com. That it. Loser. <laughs> I know that you use a million sauces. <laughs> I like to be paired, unlike some people. I like one sauce, and it's ketchup. <laughs> so <laughs> you probably up. know Father Christmas, Santa Claus, St. Nick. He brings good children presents on Christmas Eve, so that on Christmas Day they can be rewarded and excited with their gifts. But what happens to the bad children? They get a lump of coal. No, a big half-man, half half-goat comes to take them to hell. Oh, well, <laughs> My bad. Got it confused, I guess. Wrong, Kate. <laughs> That's not correct. Krampus originates from Central European folklore, and he comes to punish children who have misbehaved. In Austria, they're a bit more intense than giving you a lump of coal. Krampus has his origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice, and later became part of Christmas traditions where Saint Nick visited children to reward them in early December, but his menacing partner Krampus would also visit to punish the bad children. Fun. In Alpine, Australia... Alpine. Alpine. I think it's alpine i think it's alpine yeah uh, in austria he would it would be known as krampus night like they have like a special night called krampus night it's also in germany i think cool and he would a- arrive and frighten the children and chase them around with a big stick or drag him to hell <laughs> so he would either play a game of tag with he a would, stick he would taunt or them alternatively drag you to hell <laughs> <laughs> well yeah cool He's gotta do something fun. These kids were bad. He's bored. I also found some sources that say that the kids may also be beaten with branches, disappear, or be stuffed into Krampus's sack and be taken to his lair <coughs> to be eaten. My goodness! <laughs> <laughs> did you not know anything about Krampus? No. I've heard of him. Like, who hasn't? But I heard it was a pretty bad film as well. I don't know. Sorry that all I do is I slag it, off films I haven't seen. I think it did okay, actually. It did? I'll fact check that in a minute. As Krampus originates from German paganism, his name means Claw, and tradition has it that he is the son of the Norse god of the underworld. During the 12th century, the Catholic Church attempted to ban Krampus' celebrations because of his resemblance to the devil, but none of it held because he's such a beloved tradition. <laughs> Don't take Satan away, we love him! <laughs> yeah, so you can either be like horribly punished and beaten, dragged away, put in a sack eaten or he can just bring you coal. like it depends i think it depends on your style of parenting how how intensely you want to punish your children for how being bad how much do bad. you want to scare the shit out of your kids yeah they also might have seen krampus your kids um running through the street during a literal krampus run it's like the opposite of a santa dash <laughs> where a bunch of drunken austrian men will dress up and run down the streets to scare children into that's behaving. so funny oh my goodness where is this austria yeah. Austria's on something, man. They hate children. <laughs> this just in. I know, right? It's so funny. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I also found this thing called Carton, which is just, it's like holiday cards featuring Krampus that were really popular in the late 1800s. Nice. I don't know if they still are, because obviously I've not been to Austria. Let us know if you still have these Krampus festive cards. Hey, all of you kiddie-hating Austrians. But they say things like, greetings from Krampus, and they show him carrying off a child and, <laughs> or chasing a child with a stick. That's so funny. Yeah, a lot of people get them. And there's also, like, adult-themed cards where, like, Krampus is, like, proposing to women and stuff. Nice. Krampus got game. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't ever really popular in America until a graphic designer called Mont-Bouchon published a book of Krampus cards and organized, like, an art show about them. So now you can buy them there. You can get like Krampus holiday sweaters if you want. Ah, oh, they're perfect for next holiday. Yeah, yeah. I did write that there's a movie, and it did pretty well. Apparently, oh, it, it did was quite well. good. Damn, I haven't seen it. I don't yeah. come from a horror loving family. My my parents don't really watch horror, so I guess that's where I heard it was bad. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think my family has seen it. I don't come from a horror loving family. I say doing a horror podcast <laughs> right in my family house. in your childhood home yeah right (laughs) oh well well that's all I have on him because it's kind of just a a short and sweet one it was just (laughs) Santa's evil European kind of art really his story is like a little stocking filler yeah little taster of Krampus I imagine it would be hard to find stuff because where does where does Krampus even stem from Um, like how would you find the source of Krampus was it made up was it well, there's a, there's a lot of varieties. As I said, he, he's sort of specta- like, speculated to be, like, son of the god of the underworld. Exactly. So, like, stories have got to go back. It's yeah, like a long... but he could also come from like, pagan history. It's, it's long and complicated. It's the same as Santa Claus, though. It's such a long and complicated story. But what could you? What do you really know about it besides like the short things? Yeah. Right. Most of it's oral tradition. Exactly. So. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Love to. Learn about my main man, Krampus. Let us know if you've seen the movie as well. Let us know if you've seen Krampus on a Krampus run. Oh, yeah, Krampus run. <laughs> That's so funny. Santa Dash, more like Krampus run. What would you tell your kids happens? I'd tell them Krampus they got comes. eaten. <laughs> They're a little shit. I'd be like, Mm-mm, no. Stop drawing on the walls with your feces. You're going to get eaten by Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is your child? I feel In like theory. I wouldn't be a particularly good mother, so. Oh. <laughs> nice. What about you? What would you go for? I don't know. Maybe he just, like, beats you with a stick. Drags you away. <laughs> beats you with a stick. My nan used to say that. She was like, I'll beat you with my big stick. She wasn't abusive, I promise, but, like, <laughs> it it was, like, just what she'd say. I knew there was never a big stick. You know what I mean? It was just an empty threat. Yeah, it was just, like, I'll cuff you around the ear all That kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Well, my nan is Krampus. This just in. <laughs> <laughs> she on the Krampus run. <laughs> Well, since yours was so short, I'll let you speak more. Bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Plug in the episode. Yeah. Plug in the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, you can follow us on social media at MythsMagicPod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What did you say? <laughs> like we also have Patreon. We do also have Patreon. There's a bunch of different tiers with different rewards, including extra additional episodes discord chats handwritten cards things like that if you want to support us ranges from next to nothing to a bit more pricey big old sum hell yeah depending on how much you want to spend how much you want to show us you appreciate us but literally anything is good yeah you can also donate or send us money for a coffee on our website midsmagicandmurder.weebly.com there's a button that says support the podcast you can do that there and if you don't have any money just leave us a review on iTunes and like, we week. You care a like, us. a share, yeah. a comment, here and there. It's nice I'm to know that Christmas. You... <laughs> you care. <laughs> Good God, how do we have listeners? <laughs> oh, okay, Kate, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to stop Abby from speaking now. <clears throat> Let me talk about the Covina massacre. Oh, festive. Or as it may be better known, the Santa Claus killer. Even more festive. My sources are... <clears throat> oh, here we go. Learning history.com, Wikipedia, Motopedia, CBS, Associated Press Archive, the 13th Floor.tv, the Washington Times, Huffington Post, Daily Mail, and San Diego Union Tribune. Oh my god. How did you do that? I don't know. I just working on those radio ads where it's like. Some... editions may apply. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, please just. Tell me the thing. Okay, so for those who don't know, as I did not, Covina, or Covina, I'm not really sure how much emphasis there is. They both sounded exactly the same. No, like Covina or Covina. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is a quiet city in the suburbs of downtown Los Angeles. Many of the residents are apparently mainly retirees and elderly people. This story is set in 2008 on December 24th, so Christmas Eve, at around 11.30pm. At this time, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo who was 45, was dressed in a Santa suit, and knocked at the door of Joseph and Alicia Ortega's house. They were having a party with about 25 people inside. This was the house of his ex-wife's parents. Bruce was carrying a wrapped parcel and a semi-automatic handgun. Oh no. Inside the Santa suit, there were three more semi-automatic handguns. He knocked on the door, waited for it to be opened, and started shooting. Letitia, his ex-sister-in-law, heard the shots, She was inside the party. Right, okay. In an interview, she said it sounded like poppers, but no one was sure, so they all panicked and ran. Her eight-year-old daughter was shot in the face as she opened the door to Bruce and greeted him. No. No. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Eve as well. No. And all she saw was, like, Santa. And it, what was it? Her step-uncle. I'm gonna cry. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? You shoot a kid, man. Oh, no. Kate, why'd you pick this for Christmas? (laughs) Merry Christmas. Bruce continued to shoot whoever he could, killing some execution style. When he had finished shooting, he unwrapped the present that he was holding to reveal a handmade pressurized flamethrower. Oh, my God. Yeah. He engulfed the house in flames. Nine people died from either the gunfire or the flames, and three others were wounded. The eight-year-old girl who was shot in the face was wounded but survived. Oh my God! She survived. Yeah, a sixteen-year-old girl. Like that's even worse. Well, now she um, I saw a news article where she was like, she's grown now, obviously, because this was two thousand eight, and she was doing you know the school walkouts in America for like the gun violence and stuff. Yeah, she was like leading one of those, and she was like, "This is super important to me because of like my family ties." And that's and nice. She's become like a protester. It's a- so cool. Is she okay? Yeah. She's well, I mean wow. mentally I can't speak oh, but like yeah. in terms of how she looks you wouldn't know she was shot in the face as a as oh. a child. I I wasn't saying like that's even worse because I wanted her to die also. I just meant like because imagine the suffering that you would feel on like Christmas the trauma, Eve trauma as an it was 8 year It was Santa, it was a relative. It's got to be a like, horrible time. Yeah. yeah. So a 16 year old girl was shot in the back but survived. Oh my god. Tw- that's terrible aim. Yeah. Oh <laughs> god, I, guess. I mean he shot them. Um, yeah. Like, they just were lucky enough to survive. And a 20-year-old woman suffered from a broken ankle when jumping out of the second floor window to escape. I can't even imagine how scary that would be. Yeah. Bruce suffered from third-degree burns to both arms, and his Santa suit melted onto his body because of the homemade aspect of the flamethrower. This is horrific. Uh Uh-huh. The victims oh my god. were so badly burnt they were identified by dental records. Abby's just shook. Just to let you all know. Oh my god. No, man. This is really intense. Sorry. I just wasn't expecting it to be... I know you said massacre, but like, you know when you don't really think about... Oh, anyway, please con- just continue. Just get it over with. The victims were Sylvia Ortega Prado, Pardo, I knew I would do that, forty three, who is Bruce's ex wife, Alicia Ortega, who is seventy, who is Sylvia's mum, Joseph Ortega, who is eighty, Sylvia's dad, Charles Ortega, who is forty nine, Sylvia's brother, Cherry Ortega, who is forty five, who was Charles's wife, James Ortega, fifty one, Sylvia's brother, Teresa Ortega, fifty two, James's wife, Alicia Ortega Ortiz, Sylvia's sister, who's 46. And Michael Ortiz, who's Alicia's son, who's only 17. My God. That's so sad. Yeah. As well, because you're at a Christmas party. Yeah. At a family house. It's the least expecting place, in it? Bruce shot himself in the living room of his brother's house. His brother wasn't home. So afterwards, he after he'd killed all these people and set the house alight, which apparently burnt for ages. It took firefighters ages to, like, you know, stop the flames. Yeah. So after he'd done this, he got in the car and drove to his brother's house, let himself into his brother's home while his brother wasn't home, and shot himself in the head. He was found on Christmas Day by his brother Brad at ten past three in the morning. Oh my god. Bruce had driven a rental car to get there and when police were checking the car they found explosives within it. The explosives blew up when they were trying to defuse them but luckily no one was injured from the blast. I found it so interesting that he drove to his brother's house because his brother's house was 30 miles away. Why did he do that? Which is like I don't know it's like a 40 or 50 50 minute drive. I mean, he sounds like a bit of a psychopath, Maybe He just wanted to, like... Yeah, but he had third-degree burns to his body. Maybe he just wanted to get him involved as well, though. You know what I mean? I suppose. But, like... It was all his ex-wife's family, do you know what I mean? Like, they just... They got divorced the week before. Right. I think it was six days before that the divorce had been been finalised. So, like... But I can't imagine, like... I don't really like driving 50 minutes anyway, let alone with literal third degree burns to my my arms and a Santa suit melted onto my body. Maybe he thought he'd be okay and then when he was driving he was like, you know what, I'm just going to have to kill myself. Yeah. Well, he was carrying $17,000 in cash strapped to his body. What is going on here? And he had an airline ticket to Illinois. Everyone thought it was to Canada, but it turned out that was some false information that was supplied. Because everyone was like, oh, he was just going to flee the country. But, yeah, the airline ticket was to Illinois. Um, and he told a friend that he was going to go there to see the friend in Illinois. But police were like, maybe this was, you know, just in case. I don't know, in case someone figured out what he was doing. But they were like, oh, no, it's fine. He's going to go to Illinois. You know?
1: Yeah, so maybe like he was...
0: maybe he didn't expect to, like, be so caught up in it and, you know getting so badly injured so he was just like well i'll just take off flee the state well yeah that's why everyone was saying like yeah and then he started driving and he was like i'm just gonna die here so i might as well just go and do it in my brother's house yeah maybe he'd like driven to his brother's house to like say goodbye yeah then he got there and he's like you know what this is this ain't it yeah it was also speculated that bruce was trying to kill his ex-wife's lawyer and his own mother what a crazy man well, Bruce had no history of violence and no history of mental illness. That's even scarier, you know, when it's so unexpected, like someone like, the thought that someone could just snap like that and yeah. shoot and just horribly murder a bunch of people and injure people. Like how do you even see that coming? You know? Yeah. Where well, detectives were like, we think he's been planning this for like several months. That's even worse. Because it was also calculated, like He had rented the Santa suit. Again, there was an interview, I think it was just on YouTube, uh, probably from CBS, where they had interviewed the person that he'd got the outfit from. Um, And she was like, he'd rented outfits from me before, like for Halloween and stuff. You know, he seemed like a really nice guy. Like he always seemed cheery, like asked me how my dog was, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, But like people think that he planned it because like there had to be enough room for the three semi-automatic weapons in the Santa suit and like you know he wrapped the flamethrower he made the flamethrower you know so he's he had to have been planning it for some time why Christmas well that's what no one knows I think it was I think it was just timing like Maybe he- convenience because he can get them all in one place. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, like, also the divorce had finalised six days before, and he'd lost his job um, as an electrical engineer. But who you knows? Like, he's not around to ask, is he? He must have just snapped then. Yeah, that's so horrific. Yeah, and there was a um an interview with Roxanne Haraghi, who was Sylvia's friend. Um, and she was just kind of like, Sylvia was hoping for a better life. Um, I don't understand what he wanted from Sylvia. Like Bruce still had the house and the cars. Sylvia had taken the children, but I think they were Sylvia's children. Do you know what I mean? I think she had three kids is what I saw online. And I think they were hers. Right. Um, I think she took the dog as well, but I'm not too sure. Because the dog was only mentioned like once on one source, so okay, um however, because of the divorce settlement, Bruce now owed Sylvia ten thousand dollars, and um, it's really interesting, actually. Roxanne was invited to the party, um, but she changed her mind last minute cause her family came into town. That's intense luck. you have felt so much survivor's guilt wouldn't you, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, It's said that the Pardo's became estranged before they divorced because Sylvia found out that Bruce was the father of a disabled son who he had abandoned. The son was disabled because when he was 13 months old, he fell into a pool and nearly drowned, thus losing the ability to walk and suffering from brain damage after a coma. That's really sad. Yeah. Although the people in Bruce's life were interviewed after this happened and everyone remarked how unexpected this was as he was such a nice guy, like there are interviews with like his ex girlfriends and stuff. Uh, and they were all like, No, I I didn't see this come in, like as everyone always is. <laughs> um it was later discovered that Bruce used to hack into his job servers to pry on people's business and that when he was twenty four he stood up his fiance, stole three thousand dollars from her and went to Palm Springs. So he's obviously not that good of a person, is yeah. he? If he's abandoned also, his he kids, ab- stole yeah. this money, like yeah, he's not a good guy. I guess those things, though, are kind of slick. Like, you don't really know that that's happening. Yeah. If you're, like, his his girlfriend or his friend or whatever. It's not exactly, like, killing a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, it's not, like, common knowledge. Like, it's not like the guy's just been an asshole to everyone. Like, he got along with his neighbours. The waitresses at the local restaurant, like, knew him by name. They would always chat. Like, he seems to have been a fine person to meet on the street. But he had a slimy background, for sure. Yeah. Fun fact. In 2012, Stephen C. Miller remade the film Silent Night, Deadly Night as Silent Night, and the promo image was an evil Santa with a, fl- a flamethrower, which people believe was inspired by the Covina massacre. And also, the song Black Christmas by Polly Styrene contains reference to the incident. Oh, that's amazing. That is such a sad story. Yeah. I feel really upset. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Happy holidays. I told you it was a massacre. I know. But maybe I should have gone first. Maybe <laughs> we could have finished on the fun-loving Satan, children beater, yeah, big kidnapper, man. yeah, heavy. That it was, but you told me to find a festive-themed one, so I did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bet you regret that. <laughs> No, it was interesting. It was just also very sad. Yeah. But I'm glad that that child survived, at least. I'm glad there were survivors. Yeah, well, like I say, there were about 25 people at the party, and there were only nine that were killed, which is too many. Oh, definitely, nine too many, but, you know. Exactly, but... There could have been no survivors. Yes, it could have been a lot worse. Well, ten, including Bruce, but... It really sucks when people do something like that and then they kill themselves because they can't even like face justice. You're never gonna get the answers either. Like, why yeah. Christmas? Why did you do it? Like, what pushed you over the edge? How long what was were your you plan? Planning it? Yeah. Like, why did you have all this money strapped to you? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, because everyone thought it was the money. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, because he owes her the money from the divorce, like ten grand or whatever it was." But then he had seventeen grand strapped to him. He was obviously fine for it, then wasn't he? Well, I wouldn't say fine. Like he probably like, yeah, it was probably all of his money or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but. But yeah, yeah it's just like, crazy. Uh, yeah. And like, people have gone through divorce before without massacring people. Plenty of people have gone through exactly. Divorce <laughs> yeah, without committing a huge. Like I know divorce is stressful. But like get a counselor. Come on, man. Don't shoot a child. Don't shoot anyone. Yeah. There are better ways to handle problems. There are so many better ways to deal with stress, sweetheart. Thought getting a diary? Download the Calm app. <laughs> don't we're not sponsored by Calm. We're not, no. I don't think it's a free app either. No, it's not. <laughs> I'd really like to use it. If Calm would like to sponsor us, I would love to get the app you stop it right now. <laughs> yeah, so um this episode is pretty short, I'm sorry about that. It is a short episode, but, you know, we're short releasing three in three days. We're trying our absolute hardest. <laughs> yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Deal with the short episodes. <laughs> it's nice. maybe you listen to this on a short drive. Yeah. To get a festive snack. Like a 30-mile drive to your brother's house. Okay, Kate, you're taking this a bit too far. Maybe you go into Austria to see Krampus. <laughs> That's not a short drive for most of I wonder if listening. you can get, like, you know, where we have Santa's grottos, where you go to Santa... den. Krampus dens. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to see Santa and you're like, you sit on his lap and you're like, Santa, I would like a bike. I wonder if you can go and like see Krampus in like, a cave and be like, Krampus, please don't beat me with your big stick. <laughs> you go and see Krampus in a cave and like you have to run through the maze and win. Otherwise, you're kept there. This sounds fun. If I start a Krampus den, if you start come? a Krampus den, I'm leaving you and you can do the podcast on your own. <laughs> I'm not getting involved with your weird antics. My friends have already told us to start a cult. It's very on-brand. <laughs> Would we'll be here. Anyway, we're going to stop chatting shit now. Yeah. And we'll see you tomorrow for another episode. Yes, we will. And don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.